Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins. Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. And you always got to keep listening to the bad boys of the midday. Because you never know what's going to happen. And what's happening now is that Live Nation has teamed up with Sacktown Sports for your chance to see Skid Row at Hard Rock Live December 16th. And we are giving away tickets right about now. If you are caller number 4, 916-339-1140, you will be working with Nate, and hopefully you will be caller number four to win your tickets to see Skid Row December 16th at Hard Rock Live. So call in right now. Call in right now, and we will get that taken care of for you. 916-339-1140. Chris Watkins, halfway through the show. Are you feeling a little bit better? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know... I wouldn't say significantly or substantially or anything, but um, it's been a good show, a fun show, and I think we're getting, you know, it hasn't been negative. I really Mm. thought today was going to be a ton of people calling in and, you know, complaining and, you know, throwing excuses out there and just being angry, and Mm -hmm. I think everybody's actually had a a pretty measured and, you know, also pretty accurate uh, uh, analysis of what happened last night. I think the Kings... I think everybody knows that they should have showed up yesterday. I think uh, it's good that we're bringing up the conversation of how this team gets better in the in the big picture. I think um, the Harrison Barnes conversation, as long as it stays healthy, I think uh, I think is a good conversation to have. Um, I think that's the clear and obvious spot in which the Kings could get better. Um, yeah, I, I I feel all right. I'm feeling a little bit better than I was at the start of today. Good. You feeling good? I'm feeling good because you're starting to kind of give it to Harrison Barnes a little bit. And look, unfortunately, he might be the sacrificial lamb a little bit. I think so. There's all there's blame to go around. Mm. It's just the bottom line is this team, to go back to the comparison with the Warriors. And I would also say, going back to those Warriors, that Harrison Barnes on the Warriors, dare I say that 2014, 2015, that Western Conference, I know they had Lob City, but that Western Conference was not no. this Western Conference. No, I mean, and also like, the game was different even 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Warriors really started the three-point revolution, so, you know, they they were just kind of playing a different math game. I right. think I looked at Steph's uh, MVP stats from his, his uh, or I'm sorry, his stats from his MVP season. Steph was at like 24 points a game. Hmm. I think he was shooting 44% from three. I do think in his defense that was the season where he played like half of the fourth quarters in the season because yeah. they were just blowing teams out, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, that that warrior situation, it's almost apples to oranges to mm-hmm. compare that situation to to how basketball is played today and also this King situation. I just think Yeah, that's a good Harris, point. Harris, Harris 9 years not, ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, everybody else was playing, yeah, lob, they were playing the Lob City Clippers. Right. Like, what, think about Was what, it a wing-driven league 9 years ago? I don't know. I mean, No, I don't I, think I, so. I wouldn't say so. I mean, Maybe in the sense of, I mean, I've I've always believed that if you have a great wing, you'll that's how you be in contention is by always having the 
the LeBrons, obviously, but the Kevin Durants, the Paul Georges, the Kawhis of the world, Giannis, obviously. Like, those guys, to me, are always going to be the difference makers because you just can't match up with those guys when it comes to their size and their athleticism at the same time. Like, that's honestly the thing that's made Steph so impressive is as a guard, he's been able to dominate to the level he has because you would think a guard, okay, you can figure it out, put somebody stronger on him, put somebody taller on him, and mm-hmm. and life is a lot more difficult. But, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say that it's a, it's a little bit less of a forward league than it was then or a wing league than it is now. But um, still, I mean, wings mattered. I Always. Course, right. Yeah. I mean, if you can find a 6'9", right. Tracy McGrady, super athletic you know? yeah. right guy that can shoot the rock and defend, that, that's never not been in style. 916-339-1140 from the 916. Harrison Barnes is definitely getting traded. It's all yep. about when. Yep. If Harrison Barnes is sitting on the bench, his trade value is next to nothing. I disagree. This Monty and Coach Brown, this is Monty and Coach Brown's way of trying to show the rest of the league that he still has value by playing him. <laughs> Guys, Thoughts. think about that logic. Thoughts. But what is the value? I mean, I actually think people would be shocked because this is always how it happens is when it's your team, you feel like, oh, nobody wants this guy. They see, you know, we see him every night and he's nothing. Well, that's just your situation and you're not taking into account how somebody else might view, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like the Cleveland Cavs might view Harrison Barnes and say, you know, we really don't need a ton of scoring or anything. What we do need is a steadying presence, a veteran and a guy who's actually going to play a lot of minutes and be solid. That's just a random example. But like... Mm -hmm. I think Harrison has value around the league, and I don't think benching him does reduce his value a little bit. Maybe for any NBA scout or GM out there that believed Harrison was still a a quality starter, and I'm not saying he's not. I would just say he's more replaceable starter these days. Um, I I, I think benching isn't going to change that. Like I think everyone knows the player he is, and if anything – you could argue that moving him to the bench might highlight some of the things that he does well more than playing him for 34 minutes and wanting more. Maybe he'll give you a really good 20-minute stretch, and maybe that improves his value because now people see him as this super useful seventh or sixth man instead of a you know, a guy who's underperforming yeah. as the fourth or fifth option. You got to get these minutes down, yeah. man. Look, you I, definitely got to get them down. But yeah. and I hear what nine one six is saying in theory. But okay, in the when we're sitting in the media section in front of us, it's actually really cool. Sometimes you'll see NBA scouts. Yeah, and the NBA scouts will be there just right, just jotting down things and things like that. If I'm an NBA scout, and it's right, these guys aren't necessarily. You can't scout the young guys because they're not playing. Right. So they're scouting for trades mm-hmm. and other things. So if I'm an NBA scout, I'm looking at Harrison. Bar- I'm looking at Harrison Barnes' stat line, Yeah. right? Okay, a potential trade. This brother played 34 minutes with four points, four rebounds. Oh, and that's a good day for Harrison Barnes for rebounds. Yes, four is four actually is a high. Rebounding day One assist, one three-pointer. So minus 11. We don't really care about yeah. plus minus in this one-off situation. But 34 minutes, and that is your stat line. What value is that to a team? <laughs> Well, who who is signing up and saying, yeah. "Ooh, we need we need a guy that we can play 34 minutes and have four points, four rebounds, and one assist." That's what we're missing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's yeah. It, it, <laughs> nobody here, is going to take last night's performance and say we we could use some of that. For here's sure. a question but, about where Harrison is in his career, and I'll never forget this. I had a coach who said, "Hey, I'm gonna put you in left field because when you get to the next level." you're not going to play center. Right. You're going to play left. Now, I did get a couple starts at 
Temple in center. But I did eventually get moved to left, right? So if you're Harrison, does it matter in terms of the benching conversation? Whoever is trading for Harrison, are you trading to start Harrison or are you trading to bring Harrison off the bench? Because if you're trading to bring Harrison off the bench, to your point, now you're getting a Costco-free sample of what Harrison would look like coming off the bench. Right, yeah, and again, that could raise his value because mm-hmm. he might, in somebody else's eyes, say, wow, you know, I, I, I'd i only seen him in, in a starting role for the past, whatever, right. eight years of his career. Maybe some people wouldn't have even thought to, to bring him off the bench. Who knows? Like, maybe people would have thought, uh, if you're getting four points and four rebounds in 34 minutes, why should I expect to get more when I play him less? And so, yeah, to your point, like – it might be a good thing to move him to the bench to give teams a preview and also maybe even, who knows? Might maybe, just work out maybe, for the Kings. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it just works out for the Kings. So I think maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know if I feel like we're at rock, I shouldn't say rock bottom with Harrison, but I, I feel like I don't know if right now is the chance, is is the time to do it. I don't know um, if that's like the sole thing I would pick out as being the difference because I also think, much like the playoff conversation last year, people are saying, "Okay, put Trey Lyles in the starting lineup." I don't, I don't know if I really love that. Like, I, is, I don't know if that's the best use of Trey Lyles either. Like, I like Trey Lyles being able to be that backup center option. I like the the little bit of punch and, and juice that he gives the second second unit. So, I, I yeah, I, I, I can see why people might like. Trey in that starting unit, but I also don't think it's a perfect one-for-one swap in terms of the things they do. Is it crazy? Am I insane to put Sasha Vizankov in the starting lineup and sit Harrison Barnes? That's interesting because that's almost more of a Mike Brown line of logic where like he hasn't started Malik Monk and right. he could say like like I just stated, like he he might like Trey in that spot as well and say you know what? Let's throw Sasha in there because with Sasha, it's pretty much either you're you're on or you're not playing at all. Right. And like you, either you're getting 25 minutes or 20 minutes, or you're getting no minutes, or you're getting one stint and then not coming in for the second half. So yeah, I don't I don't think that's crazy at all. I don't think seeing what Sasha would look because he's a lot more of a you know defensively you might run into some problems with him and Sabonis as your as your front court, but. You know, I think shooting wise, like that's, I would say that's an improvement in that starting lineup over Harrison Barnes. If you throw Sasha in there, who knows? Maybe that adds a different element to that to that offensive unit, um, and maybe you look start looking a lot more like the team of last year than than how they've looked this year. That's that's interesting because I'm thinking really about, and we got to keep an eye on Keegan's back here, but I'm really <laughs> right. I'm really thinking about Keegan that's no and how either, and his versatility and and his ability to be a dynamic defender yeah. and maybe okay if it's a bigger guy let's go Keegan you guard the four and Sasha you guard the three maybe yeah just depending on who you're who you're playing all right got to get to a break when we get back continuing to talk Kings and it is time for the segment that we had not sunsetted but it's time to bring it back it's been yeah. a while beaming or dreaming. I think it might be the first time things go in a different direction, but I know some of you out there will stay strong. Beaming or dreaming when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. This song always reminds me of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Always. I This used to be my intro song for way, 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 way back, uh, Chris and Co. days. Um, this song, the first time I heard this was NBA Street that Volume I'm 2. I'm tripping. Yeah, NBA it was Street, NBA Street Volume Street. 2. Back this to is, Papa. Oh, my Slip God. Slip and slide. Maybe the great, and like this was also the intro of the game. Like yeah. it was like the title screen would yeah. pop up, and then you'd hear this. Like just instantly sends me back to PS2 in my hands. Yep. 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 It was definitely NBA Street. It was probably on multiple, it was multiple so good. games. It was so good. Maybe was SSX Tricky as well. That was crazy. Yeah. That was a name drop. What else was there? Was Tony Hawk. Do you remember? Tony Hawk Underground, yeah. There was another skate video game that tried to battle Tony Hawk. There was skate. It was skate, skate right? Was it was great. skate. It skate was, skate. was also great. Right. I played I played all three of them. Fantastic. Yeah. They're just, great. Just great stuff. Skateboarding right there. games, underrated. Did you uh, ever get down? Did you ever? And this goes out to Nate too, you guys. And Nate, you definitely skateboarded. I don't even wow. ask that. Jeez. Uh I I longboarded. I, I would not count. You longboard. Yeah, you're Lord long, to Dogtown, huh? Yeah. It, well, I, I mean, it's more just like my local neighborhood. It was yeah. just like, you know, we I could have biked, but it was, I don't know. Longboarding was just a different okay. different use of travel, I guess. Yeah. Longboarded really out, near out here in these Sacramento streets. Yeah, you know. That's what's up. I, it's, 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 a, it's not as hard as, if I could do it, I would definitely say anybody could do it. Because I, I have two left feet when it comes to balance and yeah. when it comes to any sort of uh, stability really at all. Uh, so if I can ride a longboard, I don't know if I could ride a skateboard. Just Now, how long little... was the longboard? Like legit? Because I had the longboards, prob- yeah. but they weren't. It was probably like wingspan. Yeah, no, no, I never rocked range. one that, yeah. that big. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a lot easier. It is pretty scary, too. <laughs> That's Again, I was no master skateboarder, mm-hmm. so I just kind of had the basics of kick push and yeah. slight turns. It's like but- Lupe. Sometimes I would watch them, like, I mean, sometimes on my Instagram reels, yeah. I'll get footage of people going downhill. I'm no, like, thank you. y'all have a death wish. That's yeah. insane. No, it, it is some crazy stuff. Well, there you go. And Thrill it, seeker? Are you, a, are you a roller coaster guy? I'm a big roller coaster guy. I don't know if I would have clocked you for that. Really? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm a big roller coaster guy. Okay. Like any? Like you like you just have no- Well, not any, but I'll sure. get down. Medusa. Okay. okay. Kong. Are drops a different category drops, for you? Superman. Like, just straight drops? Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. can do it. Okay. Interesting. I can do it. Are, are, you know, do you... I have a limit. I definitely have a Do people grow limit. out of roller coasters? Is that I think so, because I yeah. think I think as you get older, you kind of feel your mortality a little bit more. And, I'm just like, know, it's my... No, it's the way older I get. It's my time. It's my time. I don't know. <laughs> that's one way. Of, I'm just hey, going to get on. No, I think I'll that's a beautiful way of living. Fairs and little Absolutely fairs. Not. Some of those, I will not. But if you are a legit... Yeah. You know, a legit spot and you're yes. you're more just worried about if things Magic go bad. Mountain. I'm trying to make sure my family eats. Right. Magic <laughs> Mountain. Not some traveling, yeah. you know what I mean? Some traveling circus, yeah. traveling fair situation. But if it's a if I'm going to an amusement park, right. I'm down. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Good I'm to down. Know. You've been I assume you've been to Vallejo's Six Flags of course. tons of times. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Medusa. Okay. Yeah, I was like that, that one I'm Kong. all clear. I'm yes. all clear on, on yes, Vallejo. Exactly. Magic so, Mountain is where we start to get a little Magic Mountain. A little dicey. No, magic <laughs> it's time to go. Really? It's go time for <sighs> wow, Magic Mountain. All right. You know what I mean? I gotta wear the Dr. Scholl so I can ride the rides. I gotta do a lot of different <laughs> you gotta things. You gotta get the No, I'm good. This is my kid, right? We're riding it together. 
We're riding it together. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. As we've been a little hard on the Kings today, everyone from Mike Brown, from Harrison Barnes, said someone said this was on the text line, De'Aaron Fox's worst game of his career. Everybody can get it oh on a gosh. day like today. And that just shows you that Adam Silver may have may have done something with this in-season in tournament. He is in his bag. And Herbert Jones was in his Jeez. bag last night. <laughs> with a statement. With a statement oh game. You're talking no, about a statement dunk. Right. I'm no, talking about the, that, at the end. I, no, I wanted Come to on. leave. I was going to say, Chris, I don't need to do that the post-game. I need to leave. That's literally what that dunk Chris, was. Chris, my, ba- my baby needs me. I got to go. That was literally a, a, if y'all haven't started hitting hitting yeah. the, the hallway yet, y'all should y'all should definitely start to, to it was clear bad. out. It was bad. Herb ended that one. It was not great. It was not great. Definitely not. Not ideal. Okay. Do we have to do this now with the Pelicans? Are we... Can the Pelicans, you know, another overused sports term, there you go, put a dollar in the bucket... Can they make some noise? They can. Like, they're capable. They're clearly capable of doing it. Yeah. It's just health. Like, it's 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 really stupid. It's got to be incredibly frustrating to be a fan of that team. But, mm-hmm. like, you're seeing it right now with your own eyes. Like, this team can compete with anybody in the NBA. They just are never healthy. Mm-hmm. They never are healthy. And... I don't know how you fight that. I don't know if that's your – I don't know if it's on the players. I don't know if it's on their co- or their training staff. I don't know if it's a combination of both. I don't know if they're just unlucky. But it's it's a really good team. Like, and it's – you know, they, they have some flaws. They don't have a true point guard, which I think, you know, in a, in a seven-game playoff series could probably really hurt you, especially, you know, against a team like Denver who's just so methodical mm-hmm. and, you know, so consistent as well. You're, you're going to have to have – some semblance of a of a unified offense, and you know that Pelicans offense is a little Zion, heavy. Yeah, it's almost Zion in a weird Sabonis situation. A little where bit, yeah. Where Z- yeah. Well, like instead CJ, of standing, he's yeah. CJ a gives mobile. the ball to Zion, and then the offense starts. Yeah. And then you find Brandon Ingram somewhere, or Zion yeah. takes it himself, or then everybody collapses, and you got Herb Jones or Trey Murphy or somebody. They Jordan Hawkins yeah, even the, play the, the second Splash brother, the right? Second Nola Splash, the second Ben Yeh brother didn't even have to play. Yeah, I mean, oh my and that's, goodness! I, I mean, they're they're a really good team. I just I don't I. I don't love Willie Green as a coach. I did, I thought last night he did fine. I, I don't know Why? if he's a championship-level coach. Uh, I just haven't really loved how he's ran that New Orleans team. Um, I thought last year, obviously, to start the season, he's had a good pulse, but it does feel like – it feels like when you're coaching that team, you should probably have some fail-safes built into your offense mm-hmm. for the amount of instability that you have. I know that's a really tough ask for a first-time head coach, but – that's just kind of what what I would do with that situation. A lot easier said than done, but um, yeah, I, I think that team is more than capable of beating just about anybody in the West. Like, I mean, the Kings at this point have played pretty much everybody in the West. That's tough, with the exception of uh, Phoenix. I I think the Pelicans are just as big of a test as anyone we've seen all year. Like, I'm putting Phoenix up there, or I'm, I'm putting New Orleans, a healthy New Orleans team, up there with. You know the 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 wolves who we didn't see also at 100 percent health, but I'd take that that Pelicans team over that Dallas team. I would take them over Golden State, or I would probably even take them over the Lakers as well. Like I really think the amount of scoring they have on that team, and then you throw Valanciunas, who is a legit big. 
that's just that's a lot of guys that you gotta you gotta cover and you gotta account for. I I really like the Pel. I mean, and it's not just because they've beaten us now three times. I mean, they, they're just they're a tough matchup. I think for legitimately everybody in the NBA. Yeah. With, with the exception of like the Celtics, who have those two forwards, but and the maybe the Clippers as well. But there's just not a lot of teams that can match up the amount of length that the Pelicans provide. And I know we were giving him a break this segment, but when you say you know Mike Brown also said that Harrison did a good job on Zion. Well, then why did you keep sending help? Yeah. And then that's how Valanciunas was just eaten for free, yeah. like like uh, an AARP member yeah. that's over 60 years old. Yeah. At IHOP. It took two passes to break two down passes. that defense. Yeah. I, I want to get into that when we get back because I I feel I feel like the Kings, the whole let's let's trap thing that worked against the Warriors yeah. and that who are notorious for turnovers anyway. Yeah. And then the Kings decided that's our go-to. They did yeah. it against the this Clippers. Is the game plan they did it against the Clippers, did not work. Yeah. They did it last night, it did not work. And I understand you're doing it because you're behind by a little bit, but I mean, were they even behind double digits last night when they did it? They might have like just barely been, but I think it's, I I mean, we'll talk about, I kind of think it's to cover up for the fact they don't have the personnel to guard one-on-one. Right. I mean, I'm looking, I'm yeah. like, Isn't there two minutes left, 2.30, yeah. there's enough time. Yeah. You don't have to Towards do that. Towards the end of that game. Yeah. Yes. yeah it's yeah, not yeah. a, tr- you know, we need a steal. And you they don't- gave, they gave up at the end of that game too. Like the, 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 the that was like a, a half effort uh trap that they that, set up with like two minutes in that's the why game. the streets are saying that yeah. that that 30 burger by De'Aaron got that <laughs> that Chris Tucker burning the dollar emoji they don't they don't yeah they don't like what they they were seeing but he still got it done he still got that 30 burger and that's what matters at least if you're gonna lose at least get the numbers right all right gotta get to a break when we get back we're talking about the trapping that the defense has been doing is it a little bit overstated do they need to chill out a little bit or do you like the Kings pretending like they are West Virginia in March Madness. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Nate Littlefield has been hanging out with us behind the glass, doing a great job. As always, rocking the Stockton Kings shirt. I got to get down there to Stockton, see what it's... I saw, Chris, you were there on Friday. Was that Friday? Uh, Yes, it was Friday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me and Brendan uh, hopped in a a carpool and and went on down to Stockton. and uh, There you go. It was a really good time. I uh, got to see G League Ignite, which was really cool. Got to see Ron Holland, who's going to be a uh, a lottery pick. Who knows? Some are saying top five. That dude, whew, cooking. That dude, that dude looks ridiculous. Uh, just a ridiculous defender and a uh, high level uh, scorer at the rim. Uh, but Stockton was was a great time. Definitely would would recommend. Uh, I know sometimes the Kings will like uh, the reason we went was because the Kings had a really long ho- uh, road stand or road trip, and uh, Stockton had four or five games at home. So definitely uh, if you're, if you're bored, if you're ever missing Kings basketball, you head on down to Stockton and, and see some familiar faces. Got to see Jordan Ford have a crazy night. He mm. had 30 plus uh, Colby Jones is, is great. I, I, we've talked about his Stockton stats before. Mm. 
fills it up over there. And uh, Jalen Slauson, too. Jalen Slauson uh, is a really, really good G League player. Interesting to see how his kind of career develops. And Mike Brown talked a lot yesterday. Um, Brendan actually asked him uh, in the pregame about just Stockton and G League and mm-hmm. how important that is. And he talked a lot about how just getting guys ready, getting guys right. I mean, you see Keon played how many minutes for them yesterday. Like, Keon's been a really big contributor t- to them this season. And a large part of that's because he got confidence in Stockton. Last mm-hmm. year, you know, we talk about Keon's defense. He led Stockton in scoring last year. And that's that's where Keon is going to really make his inroads in the NBA. His defense is already crazy good already at an NBA level. The thing that's going to keep him on an NBA roster is he's got to be able to knock down an open three. And that's kind of what Stockton is for. That's what G League is for is to kind of develop those skills to get you to an NBA level. And what you do from there is you can be Jordan Poole. You can be Seth Curry. There's tons of success stories. I think even uh, Pascal Siakam, somebody who came from the G League as well. So, you know, it's just a, it's a really good time out there. There you go. Pascal Siakam, will it be from the G League <laughs> to Sacramento? That will be the question as we finally get it done. And we are bringing back... Beaming or dreaming? Yes. And I'm going to start with myself. Okay. Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to spring it on Nate. Didn't want to spring it on you. Because this is one of the toughest beaming or dreamings. Definitely. Right. And I'm gonna go on to say, it hurts me. And there's a caveat here. Okay. But as presently constructed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even mean that I'm I'm saying there has to be a trade. I'm saying with the way they're going right now, yeah. getting past get what getting to the second ground, getting further than they did last season. Mm-hmm. I could be prisoner of the moment, but that's what this is about. That as is. of right now. Right, literally. And as of right now, I am snoozing. As of right now, I am dreaming. Wow. Is that your first one? This is my first dreaming. Wow. You know, when you look at this lineup, I know, the baby music or whatever's going on, the the lullabies. (laughs) Unfortunately, when I look at this team, and I think it wasn't much different last season. I believe Frankie said at this, they're 10 and 9. I believe Frankie said they were 11 and 8. No, they're 11 and 8 this year. 11 and 8. 10 and 9 last year. Okay. So, hey, not not, not a bad spot to be in, a a little different. But this is also a different Western Conference yeah, than last 48 season. wins probably won't get it done again this year. Doesn't seem like it. And when I look around the roster and specifically the way that they are, the way that the rotation's going right now, TC earlier had something to say about sure the, the rotations. There are too many teams, I think. I think I'm just maybe being prisoner of the moment when it comes to the athleticism. Mm-hmm. They are so, when you say, yeah, they're built for shooting, you're right. Yeah. And all the other teams. You were right first. I will give you credit on that. The one-dimensional thing, that was, yeah. I, I didn't want to believe it, but they've definitely turned into very one-dimensional. And and last night was tough because their dimension was good. Right, right. The mm-hmm. thing about it. It was dim- for a little. For until a little. It wasn't. Until it wasn't. And yeah. then they had, there's no counterpunch. With the Kings, so because yeah. of that, I don't know, man. You look at you. Add, if we were really adding the Pelicans to the mix, you have to deal with the just teams that you might get in the first round. Yeah, right. You have to. Let's say you know you have to deal with maybe the hopefully not the Nuggets because that would make you about the eighth. Right. Right. So anybody in that 
three to between three and six, yep. that could be the Timberwolves long and athletic. Mm-hmm. That could be the Pelicans long and athletic. That could be the Warriors, who I know the Kings finally beat them, that right. have had your number. Those are, those are three teams that are probably going to be in that category right. that you could end up facing in the first round. And I think yep. that could be a problem as the as the roster is presently constructed and as the rotation is presently constructed. So unfortunately, as of right now, I think I'm dreaming. That's not to say I can't be swayed. They go on a run, something like that. But we are going to go through the schedule a little bit later. It does not get any easier for the Kings. So they got to try to come out of here with the least amount of wounds as possible and try to get to that past Christmas mark where they face yeah. some some softer teams. And they got to win those games. Right, I mean this this Monday game, right? This game that they have coming up is going to be tough, right? Whether it's the Lakers or the Suns, Friday, Friday, yes. And then Monday, you have the then Monday you have the back to back, Mm -hmm. right? With the Nets at home, and then you go back to LA to face Mm -hmm. the Clippers. So it's not going to get easier. I think the good thing is these teams are going to continue to beat each other up. So I think you do have more leeway to try to make that run, which makes post Christmas so important. But as of right now, unfortunately I'm dreaming. I don't like the, I don't like the construction. I'm seeing too many other athletic teams. I'm going to flip this on its head and I'm going to say I'm beaming because right now I'm dreaming and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to explain. Okay. Layered. I know. Try and keep up. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> because right now we're seeing that this team has some clear and obvious flaws, like the fact that there's just no personnel to guard these guys. I think it's early enough in the season to where Monty McNair can do something about mm-hmm. it this year. It's not like we're in this limbo period of, oh, I don't know, sometimes it looks like you know we can handle those teams, and sometimes I don't like it, it just looks like we have absolutely no idea what we're doing. It's clear that this team has a – huge hole at that forward spot whether whether you want to replace Harrison or just add to the equation to me the fact that it's so clear and obvious at the 19 game mark in the season we'll just call it 20 for for round number's sake I think Monty's going to be able to address that issue and I don't know if it's going to be an OG and a newbie but I do think that if (laughs) I just have a tough time seeing Monty McNair sit back up through the trade deadline and say ah I know we're 0-3 against the Pelicans. I know last year we struggled with length, and it doesn't look like we've gotten any better, but I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to yeah. wait until the offseason. I don't, I don't know. I, I just I can't see Monty McNair thinking like that. And so I, I think since we've recognized it so early in the season to where it's not just you and me talking about it, it's not just, oh, we're hearing GMs whisper about it, it's everybody. The entire fan base is understanding that there is a clear and obvious gap in this team. I'd be shocked if they don't address it. And so for that reason, I think since we now can kind of acknowledge that I think a lot of people are more so on the dream inside than the beam inside just because of the potential matchups you could face in that first round, I kind of think that that's going to lead to them making a move that takes them to that next level. And whether that next level is contention, (laughs) we'll see. I like it. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're glad the Kings lost. No, that is not what I said at all. I don't know how you heard that from what I said. Because if they won the in-season, let's say they got hot and won the in-season, 
So you almost sure. lose the battle. Yes. No, that, you almost that lose is what the I'm battle for sure. to yeah. win the war. Yes, 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 yes. I did not say I'm glad they <laughs> lost last night. But yes, what I am saying is that I am glad that they're going through struggles now so that they understand or have a better understanding of what their problems are so that it's not so much of a blindsiding when it happens in the postseason. Like I, I, I continue to stress that, you know, playoff problems don't just – come to fruition in the playoffs they start in the regular season like last year again offensive rebounding was a problem in like three or four different games for the Kings last year and it was a real problem when they played the Knicks on national TV like a month before the playoffs started and then that ended up being the death of the team Mm -hmm. like I just I I don't want a similar thing to happen where uh, you see this clear and obvious problem all season long and then it ends up killing you in the playoffs, especially when you see it now. You can address it now before it even becomes the greater thing that ends up killing you. I like it. Thank you. I like it. it. But technically, I'm you're glad dreaming. I landed that plane. No, you did, but technically, you're dreaming. Technically, I'm dreaming. Te- but of, because I'm dreaming, right subconsciously, I'm also beaming. Because I know what it's leading to. No, I like that. I like that. We will get Nate's answer for beaming or dreaming when we get back. Got to get to a break. More Kings talk. We'll get into some Niners talk as well. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Woo! 12.45. Hope everybody is enjoying their day so far, licking their wounds from the King's loss. We were talking about breakfast burritos. Ooh, yeah. Yesterday, I, I have not. I did not get one today, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely in looking at all times. I'm definitely in the market. Thank you for the help on the YouTube chat and the text line, as well. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, just trying to immerse myself in in all things Sacramento. Yeah, going the Mexican food scene in, in general is just is crazy in town. I mean, you're coming from the Bay, and of course, there's there's mm-hmm. tons of good Mexican there's spots tons in, everywhere. In yeah, right? for sure. In, anywhere, California. Anywhere in California. In California. Yeah, in California. California. In California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California. California. No, trust me, in, yeah. in Philly, it was a little rough. That's yeah. what I would imagine if yeah. I if I had You know what guess. they had? They had like a sit-down Mexican restaurant, but not a taco truck. Right. Not some quick or, stops. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or a burrito. You know, you can get a burrito. It's like, do you want that totally. wet or not? You know what I mean? Like on a plate. I'm like, no, I just want like a burrito. Right. They didn't. <laughs> it wasn't popping like that out there. Not 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 on the not just the East Coast, but specifically Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't really have it like that. I'm hitting one of my sack specials tonight with some what is friends that? for sure. What is uh, that? Tank House. Oh, what's Tank, tank House? house? So Barbecue. Good. So good. Barbecue. OK. It's, uh. Man, it's they. I think every day they have a different special of tots. They have their own tater tots. The dirty and tots, are yeah, crazy. dirty tots. They're and crazy. every every day they have a different one. They'll have like a a taco tot plate or mm-hmm. like um 
bolognese plate or yeah. whatever. What, you know, it's different every time. And Bolognese ta- uh, tots? Yes, yeah, bolognese with the tot. Yeah, like on top, dirty. But a lot of times, like the dirty regular ones are like brisket. And mm-hmm. I don't want to give them too much uh, hey, free, but I love sure. them. So. They're also yeah. open till midnight every night, which is, yes. uh, is this uh, very Sac State? Key. Is this a no. college thing? No, no, no. no, no. It's no, downtown, no. like right in the okay. heart of going out. Yeah, it's like it's close to us. Actually. It's really close to us. Yeah. It's TFTI. Dude, you want to go with me and my uh, friends? I can't go. But yeah, I would appreciate. <laughs> no, that would be fun. Yeah, I would be down. I didn't know you guys liked me like that. Nate going out on. Hey, we already had lunch Wait, before. We on. already had lunch before. No, we didn't. Remember the first day I started here? Oh yeah, dude, that was the most random thing ever. We haven't talked about this on air. No, no. no. What happened? So, I was doing a football game that night, and yeah. you did midday. Right. It was I your did. first day. Like after tryouts, yeah, one of the first so days, random, right? The first that's a great day, spot too. And I was getting a euro, uh, you know, right there. Was it K Street or J Street? What street was that? I mean, it was off. It was closer to the Capitol. It was off. Right. It was in between. So no, I don't. Were you at yeah. Petra? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So yes. I didn't know. Shout out Petra. I didn't know what was. You know, I didn't really know names or sure. faces yet. So I'm just, you know, solo bolo in the streets of Sacramento. There's no way he'd know me. Yeah, no. We've never and seen Nate rolls up and he's like, Al- Alan Styles, and of course, me being me, I'm thinking, yeah. wow, I'm really making some, yeah. making a name uh, out yeah, here I'm in ready. Sacramento. That was pretty quick. I'm like waiting to text my friends. Yeah, like, I told you I was gonna take over Sacramento. It only took two days. And Nate goes, no, 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 we work together. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's I'm up, like, man? I'm gonna be your producer sometimes. <laughs> I just what a weird small world that was. That was yeah. a weird thing. And then uh, I was sitting there while your food was going cold, just asking you the dumbest questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you, oh, tell me about your kid. Tell me about where you live before. Like, just like every yeah. day, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. I'm like, oh, meanwhile, oh, Alan's yeah. putting the sharpie away. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, do you not want a picture? Yeah. Or, no, or no. maybe next time. Just such a weird thing. Yeah, so random. But hey, here we are. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought we worked here? out? Yeah, it it really did work out. And Nate, since we're talking to you anyway, right mm-hmm. now, are you beaming or dreaming? Uh, I'm going to stay beaming. I'm going to stay positive. Nate. I love it. Why not? I mean, why not? It's not, it's not looking good, but you go through peaks and valleys and in a valley right right now. And we're in Sacramento, the valley. Come on. (laughs) So now we're just stating facts. Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stay positive for a bit longer. It's the Pelicans. They have the Kings number. That's fine. It's fine. We're, we're good right now. Okay. We're good right now. Okay. This I, is fine. I think what yeah. happens after these losses is how you come back. And we've seen the Kings we've seen the Kings do both. We've seen the Kings, for lack of a better term, lay down a yes. bit after they've lost a bad game. And we've seen the Kings really show up. Right. So I will be paying attention to the game tonight between Kevin Durant and LeBron James to see who wins that game because the the loser of that game, it will be a battle of I don't want to say pride because it's no longer the tournament. Now it's just a normal regular season game. Yeah. So I would rather be in the King situation to where you, I know they don't play till Friday, but at least you would have, yeah, it's only Tuesday, but you would have a little bit more time to settle in, to get over it and and settle in on the situation. And it's hard to think about the other. I think one thing about the in-season tournament is you, it, it takes away your thought process on how the team was doing previously. Right. Because if we were to 
bring that into the equation, the Kings have actually been playing well. Mm -hmm. But because Adam Silver in the NBA has done a good job of positioning this in-season tournament, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, this whole show, we've had more positive shows, right? So I think that's the NBA doing a really good job, and I'm interested to see if you are a Suns team who obviously their bigger bigger goal is the championship and definitely the Lakers, maybe they won't be – the loser of that game won't be as heartbroken as the Kings were because they – it would have been nice if yeah, Kevin LeBron's Durant, definitely not going to let his team get upset about losing. No, we need to, we we need to not let this snowball. Yeah. I don't and, get and lose the, another game. I don't get the heartbrokenness of it. It's the first one. It's like I guess that's why because it's yeah. the first one. But it's really, I'm I'm not, just not tripping on it like that. I really I'm really not. I know it sucks. We have to wait so long, especially like pulling back the curtain. You guys get, now got to do three shows in a row <laughs> coming off a of King's loss, right? Yeah. That might be part of your depression. For for the we Kings, we can power through. We yeah, can always yeah. power through. But I I just don't get being so upset about this tournament. I think I think the tournament's a little silly. I mean, right now we're not we're not fully used to it, you know. And I'm saying that coming off being ejected from the tournament. But all I care about is playoffs right now, especially after last year. Yeah, I think this would have been. I think for like that, we've been talking about how this was going to be tough for the smaller market teams because if you're the Lakers or and the, and the Celtics got bounced from it as well if you're the Lakers or the Celtics or the Warriors it's oh that's a cute little banner there you got there but it's we good for Indiana we have it's great for yeah, Indiana like they were stoked I don't know if you watched that probably you can't hear the broadcast where you guys were last night but they were getting so much that the announcers I forget who it was on TNT but they were giving it's the 2k guys they were giving so much praise to Indiana's fans, saying this was such a uh, a playoff environment. They thought it what they thought it felt like a playoff game entirely. You see Halliburton's dad on the sideline. Right. They kept cutting to him. He was going nuts. Yeah, he was. It did feel like playoff energy watching it on the TV. So they have that, but really, who who cares? I guess. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I think I I hear you on the heartbreak thing, especially. I I don't think anyone is. Heartbroken is probably too strong of a term. I just think they I think it would have been fun. And I think that's that's the thing that they feel like they're missing out on is the stage that it would have been and the opportunity that it represents. And I'm more echoing what Sabonis had to say last night. Like he was more just upset that he kind of felt like this was a an opportunity to have all eyes on you and a lot of people are gonna draw conclusions and judgments on your team based on your performance in this tournament and specifically in Vegas. And you really don't have another opportunity to have a stage like that until the playoffs. So specifically more thinking for a guy like Domas, who uh, let's not forget, just got absolutely reamed in terms of his public opinion or public opinion on him through that playoffs. I'm sure he was kind of looking at this as, well, this is the first really big opportunity that I have almost immediately to after write the playoffs. Wrong. You could have right it to wrong. write that In wrong a small and way. to show people, shut up. Like yeah. I just, I got a triple double last night. I put my team into a situation to to get into that in season tournament. I'm trying to show on a big stage that, hey, I know Tyrese Halliburton's fun, but I'm a player too. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that's really like I don't think. Sabonis would ever say that and I don't even know if specifically that's what Sabonis is talking about but more so just that stage that opportunity is what I think the Kings specifically were really excited about hopping into and I think 
there are a good handful of teams that probably share that sentiment too. But um, I, I think that's where the the disappointment and the I mean, in my opinion, you were in the building, Alan. Mm-hmm. You were you were in the press conferences. That was like a down locker room. Yes, they they clearly felt a type of way about losing mm-hmm. that game last night. Yeah, I, I think that they really wanted it. And like I said, if you really want something, you got to play better, right? Yeah, totally. A- and it's only going to get worse for Kings fans. And I, I, I only say that based on if you care about public opinion because that was Tyrese Halliburton's first mm-hmm. nationally televised game. So all the hate that you've <laughs> that sounds seen. sounds insane. It does sound insane, <laughs> but it's true. Insane. And so everything that you've seen so far – from, oh, you lost this, you lost that. Yeah, it's kind of just... If they keep winning, <laughs> it's only going to kick up even more. And I, I think to, the oh Kings even thought that to a small degree as well. And yeah. they thought, hey, at least we can face them head-to-head and we can right. we can do what we need to do. And they didn't get it done. Yeah, I, I got to my car yesterday, uh, opened my trunk, opened up Twitter... And the first thing I saw was a uh, an NBA, a, a, a highly followed NBA mm-hmm. page tweeting out, did the Kings trade the wrong point guard? Like, and that's the kind of thing, to your point, this is kind of only the beginning it's of it. It's only the Kings beginning. Is because as Tyrese is going to keep putting together crazy performances, I, I just think this thing is going to get a whole lot louder. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to get easier for Kings fans to – defend their guys after, like you said, I mean, I cannot believe that that's Tyrese's first opportunity with the Pacers on national TV. But as the the Vegas stage is going to show, I just think that that his star is going to grow. Yeah, and look, not supposed to worry about that. You got to deal with what you got to deal with. But in terms of the in-season tournament, it was an opportunity yep. that was missed. And yep. you could definitely tell that the Kings – Felt like that yeah. because especially they it, wanted it. Like they you wanted said, they it. wanted it. There's certain teams that are even saying. That I think they, they were didn't... kind of embarrassed to say they want. I don't know if embarrassed is the right word. Who but the I, Kings? The Kings. Like yeah. it didn't. It felt like the players. Uh, Sabonis, I think, has been pretty open, even in the uh, in the knock or in yes. the group stage. Oh, the courts he, were different. The courts were different. Every, yeah, that's all everybody said. Well, the courts are different, and so you know that brought a different energy. But like Sabonis was as open as saying, "No, we knew the point spread was eleven that we had to read." Like right, right. <laughs> again, Sabonis, guys, we cannot stress enough. Yeah. Demonis Sabonis he wanted his bad. Really wanted to make Vegas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, in a weird way, it did feel like they were kind of playing down their interest. And I think it was because they didn't want to be that, oh, again, like we said up at the top of the show, like the, oh, okay, cute, you guys really have your eyes on the in-season tournament. Well, us big clubs are going to care about the actual things that matter. But, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they clearly felt it last night. Got to get to a break. When we get back, more Kings talk. And it's time to talk a little bit of Niners as well. As an ESPN analyst, former player, says the 49ers, if healthy, are unbeatable. Is that really news? We'll talk about it. Siles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.